Welcome to Optimized, the podcast teaching athletes how tea can optimize longevity, recovery, and performance. My name is Vince Lapalusa, and my mission is to teach you how to work with tea so you can recover quicker, play longer, and be more competitive in your athletic pursuits. Inflammation, it's something we all hear about so much, both negatively and positively. But what's really going on with it? What causes inflammation? Are there different types of inflammation? And of course, what teas can help reduce inflammation? Well, today, my guest Chelsea of Indigo Vibes Apothecary and I will answer each and every one of these questions so that maybe next time instead of ibuprofen, you can grab a tea. Chelsea is a yoga and Reiki teacher and practitioner, a jiu-jitsu athlete, and a wizard with herbs and tea. But unfortunately, she's human and has struggled with inflammation for far too long. That is, until recently. So stick around to listen to how Chelsea was able to work with modern medicine and holistic teas to overcome her inflammation, and who knows, maybe you will start implementing some of her practices. So grab some anti-inflammatory tea, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Optimized. Chelsea, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I am great. How are you today? Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. So let's just let's just dive into you and your background. You were a yoga practitioner slash teacher, a Reiki um, practitioner. You practiced jujitsu, which again is near and dear to my heart, as we've talked about a lot. And then of course you have the Indigo Vibes Apothecary. So as much as we can talk about all of those things. I think, uh, what brought you to this journey of Indigo Vibes? Yeah. So I'm, you know, fitness and athletics and sports has been in my blood since I was a kid. Um, All through high school, growing up, multi-sport athlete, multi-sport collegiate athlete, went to school for exercise science and uh, fitness management. And then when I got out of school, just kind of kept following that wellness and holistic lifestyle vibe, being a personal trainer, selling supplements. It's just kind of been a snowball of things. And then um, in 2020, when I was mostly teaching yoga and practicing Reiki, um, you know, the world shut down. We had the pandemic and uh, I couldn't meet with people in person anymore. And that's where I had to pivot and be able to um, you know, find something. And I'd wanted to do products. Teas have always been a natural love for me. I enjoy them. Um, been kind of a potions master my whole life with always <laughs> making different things and products and, you know, learning how to do that stuff's always been an interest to me. So it was a natural fit. And it gave me that downtime to really research how to do tea, um, not only understanding tea itself as the commodity, but understanding the whole system of consumer packaged goods and how that grows and you know what that market looks like what were the sports that you you grew up playing i played so in youth you kind of try a little bit of everything so i did Mm -hmm. some track some volleyball um but i ended up focusing mostly on basketball and soccer those were the two that i played in college um and then i also danced from the time i was six and i danced competitively through high school and college i mean just the the combination of the herbalism slash tea world into the athletic space personally i don't always see the blending of those two bridges i feel like it's a 
and please correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like it's an outlier typically, but is that something that you've noticed as well? Um, I think supplements have always played a really big part in, um, in the athletic world, but I think they're more of a synthetic supplement, you know, your, um, no acids, BCAAs and things like that. So I would agree that maybe like herbs themselves have never really had the spotlight. I think they're there maybe in trace amounts in those types of supplements, um, especially Mm -hmm. when you get into like capsules and things versus liquid drinks. Um, but I think they're gaining bigger popularity and I think it's a great opportunity, um, for the world of tea to grab its corner of the market. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I I completely agree. There's many things that tea can help support and benefit. The one I wanted to talk to today was inflammation and something that not only athletes experience, but like it's unfortunately just common, common across the board to have struggles with inflammation so and i and i know i wanted to talk to you about this specific because you when we first met you were mentioning that this has been a struggle for you and so i'd love to hear your personal journey with these struggles with inflammation and kind of just elaborating on what inflammation is what can cause inflammation and then we'll dig into some of those teas that can maybe support it and then other holistic um, outlooks so Starting at the at the beginning, can you just explain like what inflammation is and your kind of personal journey with it? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, there's chronic inflammation and then there's acute inflammation. So that acute inflammation, you're going to see a lot of times from like um, if you have a cut, you're going to see that redness around the skin. Um, exercise inflammation, you know, from a hard day, uh, you're going to have, you know, whether it's in the muscles or it's in the joints and ligaments, you're going to feel that soreness. Um, and that's soreness is technically that inflammation mm-hmm. feeling that kickback from that exercise. And then there's what I was experiencing, which was uh, chronic inflammation where for months and months and months, I was just having intense, um, joint pain, uh, inflamed gut, uh, sore, sore muscles, uh, really long recovery time from workouts and exercise, um, things that should not have taken that long to, uh, have a recovery from. Um, and a lot, and when those things start happening, that's when it's a great time to start looking into a holistic approach of, you know, what, what is going on? What am I doing here? Is it the exercise? Is it the food I'm eating? Um, is it the lifestyle that I'm living? Am I not getting enough sleep? Sleep can cause an inflammation response to the body, you know, a lack of sleep. Um, so for me, it was right about actually the time I'd been experiencing some stuff for a while, but right about the time that you and I met at world of tea in Vegas, um, I was like at the peak of symptoms. Mm. Like we, we, my husband and I ate somewhere and I was like sick Mm. within minutes, um, wanting to throw up, like just, you know, and then things just kind of continue to progress. I was already dealing with sore joints, um, inability to lose weight. And then, oh, and I was having, I had been having chronic heartburn for about a year. So that's another sign of gut inflammation, um, is when, you know, that heartburn's coming back up and causing that burning in the chest. And I was even, it was even so bad to where um, it was hitting my voice box and it would feel as if I had a lump in my throat because that was all inflamed. So like, I'm only 32 and I was a hot mess. <laughs> um, so I started kind of doing some deduct, 
you know, like diet um, elimination, trying to figure out what was causing this inflammation, um, trying different teas to help um, at least just lessen the symptoms. Um, not gonna, it's not gonna cure anything. The only cure really for chronic symptoms is to get to the root of the issue and find out what it is, and then um, you know have a plan and or eliminate that from your diet or lifestyle. Um, so for me, it was a process just trying to kind of go through like what, what tea, you know, not teas, um, what foods were causing it, um, and, you know, reducing my exercise, changing things up. I had just started jujitsu as well. So I was like, not willing to give that up, but at the same time, you know, didn't want to, uh, be doing something that was just causing me massive, intense pain. Um, cause I don't, nobody likes to live in pain. That's terrible. And then things were starting to get better. I was cutting out a lot of breads and dairy because those are kind of our top two society norms of allergens. Um, and I was feeling better, but not 100%. Um, and so I finally decided to go in for a food allergy test with a local um, allergy clinic here in Holland, Michigan, and uh, discovered that I was allergic to about five different things, four of which I are constantly in my diet, um, two that, three that were actually healthy items, um, carrots, broccoli, and pineapple, mm -hmm. it, things I never would have guessed. Um, so I, I was really glad that I went through with getting um, that testing done. And that's where I kind of think, you know, we, we've talked about this before of like uh, where holistic health meets Western medicine, that sometimes those tests are great because they can put you in the right direction. And then now it's just a matter of personal control and changing my lifestyle, which once you find out you're allergic to something, it's very easy to not want to touch that stuff. Like, like Oh, that's going to hurt yeah. me. <laughs> oh no, ab absolutely. And there's a, uh, man, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot to touch on um, right there. But the, the interesting thing just specifically about uh, the broccoli actually for me, I've noticed that raw broccoli has a very negative effect on my body. Um, but cooked broccoli, I mean, I eat cooked broccoli almost daily and it's, uh, <laughs> it's perfectly fine. But like I said, when I eat it raw, it's like the bloating and the gas that I get from it is, is pretty wild. So even just like, and it's like when I say cooked, like sometimes I barely cook it. And it's perfectly fine. So it's, mm -hmm. it's weird how like the chemistry yeah. can change within the broccoli and like it breaks down and I don't actually know exactly what it is that's causing that, but just interesting, I, interesting thing to know. Yeah. Well, when I went in for the allergy test, they, they didn't get too in depth with like the food science behind it, but they did mention like things that you might be sensitive to, you will probably do better if you cook them versus mm -hmm. eating those things raw. So they even touched on raw versus cooked vegetables um, do change and have a, a different effect right, on the body. Right. And, and yeah, uh, that's a, such an amazing point to, to make. Um, the other thing that you mentioned, uh, well, of course there's, there's a few things, like I said, uh, one of them being the, the chronic versus acute, the, the fact that it's inflammation is good and it's a healthy, normal body response that, we all should be having. So it's like if you're not getting inflamed after a workout, 
something's wrong. <laughs> Something, something's <laughs> wrong. But the thing is, it's like if you are getting inflamed and it goes away the next day, awesome, great. It means you're doing well. If you got that mm-hmm. chronic though, if like it takes like for some reason five days to recover after a normal workout, maybe maybe something to look into. And then of course the the types of inflammation, like you were experiencing the joint, which for me. I picture inflammation as a lot of joint stuff because jujitsu, my hands get all mangled and messed up from jujitsu. I, my fingers, like they get inflamed pretty much every jujitsu class. After every jujitsu class, my fingers get all inflamed. Next day, they're, they're good and back to normal. But, so I picture a lot mm-hmm. of joint stuff. However, the, the gut is, is such a major thing to just be aware of and just, they, we're in 2022 we're aware that the gut is is like the center for our health like if you don't have a good a good gut you're gonna have some problems and so by understanding that and just understanding like the foods that you're putting in are actually the cause of these and these allergies and it's just a whole for me it opens up my mind to like a different perspective and i'm sure people listening it might open up their mind to a different perspective on inflammation yeah, absolutely. I think I think most commonly people think, you know, physical inflammation, um, you know, especially because it's very visual for us for that. You know, you see the commercials for, for arthritis, the wrist is all like orange and red or, you know, they put their hand on their back and, it, you know, the you know, camera digital effects or whatever, yeah. uh, you know, they, they light up that area with orange or red or yellow. So we, we visually are drawn to that physical um, standpoint with uh, inflammation due to the marketing and like stuff around us. Um, but yeah, the gut is a good thing to remember because yeah, it, as we're learning more in recent years that the gut really kind of is the epicenter for our health um, and how it communicates to the brain, which leads to better mental capacity um, and just overall better vitality. No, exactly. Exactly. And, and we'll touch on this a little bit later, but the, uh, the idea that you were allergic to pineapple and the inflammation piece there, like I said, you're already aware probably of, of where I'm going with it, but it's uh, that, that one is, is super interesting to me too. So, um, yeah, anything else to add on like the the things that you noticed during your inflammation, like some some surprising maybe side not side effects of like reactions that you had to inflammation um when you were mm. yeah, when you were experiencing kind of at your at your peak, like you said. Yeah, absolutely. So, um I was experiencing the joint pain, as I said, the stomach issues, but also I was getting, um, little white pimples all over my arms, um, and having crazy acne, like around my neck, um, like more like cystic acne around my neck and on my back. Um, and then I get like these little white, like ingrown hair type things on my arms. And then as well as like just fatigue, massive fatigue, you know, especially even right before my cycle, like can't get out of bed mm. type of fatigue, just dead to mm-hmm. the world, um, brain fog, everything, you know, and it's, and at the end of the day, it's cause I was kind of slowly poisoning <laughs> myself with stuff that my body didn't like. Um, and, but I mean, think of how many people probably are doing that in a sense of, um, 
It may not be an allergy, but it may be other things, you know, drugs, alcohol, uh, life conditions where they live, you know, people, you know, out in LA live under a cloud of smog versus, you know, someone who lives in uh, Missoula, Montana, Mm -hmm. you know, they got clear open skies. Um, So it really, there's so many things that can cause that inflammation response. And that response is really your body trying to get back to homeostasis, that balance. Um, It's always looking for that chemical balance. I mean, at the end of the day, yes, we have consciousness, we're humans, but we are a big, massive chemical makeup. And when you start putting different chemicals in with the other ones, then you get reactions. And if you're not paying attention and you're not being self-aware of what your body's doing, um, you know, it could be 10 years before you realize, and then it's too late. And maybe by that point, it's a cancer. Yeah. Wait or not. No, exactly. And the, and it's unfortunate because some of these things are unavoidable for a lot of people. Like you said, you live in LA, it's like it's a, you're going to be exposed to mm-hmm. just toxins that you're not going to have in Missoula, Montana, for example. Um it's mm-hmm. that, and that's the and like you have so you have environmental um things that you have to be aware of, but a lot of things are in our control and you fortunately took the right steps to understanding your body a little bit better. So that it's like, okay, the things that I can control or that you can control, you took into your own hands and now you were able to like tackle head on. And and then obviously yeah. the external things that you can't control, you do as well as you can. You maybe get a nice purifier for the air, whatever you get, water filters, all that good stuff. But at the end of the day, yeah. the food can be such a <laughs> the food's amazing because it can it we need it and it's so nutritious and nutrient dense and obviously it helps to fuel our our day but at the same time can cause these challenges and cause these struggles so um the other thing that you were talking about is how the the teas that you were working with and obviously having this extreme knowledge about the benefits of teas and and how many many of these herbs and teas can actually reduce inflammation how it was a band-aid per se but it never got to that root cause. I think that's important. And do you have anything more to add to that? Yeah, I think always with holistic stuff, a couple of points on it that, yeah, there are herbs and things out there that do have, quote, unquote, not a doctor, cures or um, benefits for certain medical conditions, or not medical conditions, but ailments. Um, And we've seen that through history, that, you know, all these different home remedies that come out, and they do work. Some work really, really well. Some need, you know, a higher concentration. Um, Some need more often, and um, things like that. For tea, um, I really you know, it, it's good for that right away cure. It's going to come through really quickly. You're going to have the effects felt within 15 to 20 minutes. Probably by the time you're done with the cup of tea, you're going to feel better. Um, that's why tea is kind of always my choice with anything holistic. You know, it's like if I can make it into a tea, I can get into my body fastest. Um, it goes directly into the gut, absorbed into the bloodstream, and it's off doing its thing um whereas you know other stuff may take take longer um if you're taking a supplement your body has to break down the capsule stuff like that so um and yeah they it was definitely working but it was you know 
hour, two hours of relief, maybe a day of relief. Uh, whereas, you know, I love my teas, but at the end of the day, I'm still really looking for something that makes me, I want to feel better all the time. You know, I don't want to ever really be reliant on things. Herbs are a, a support system or your medicine cabinet. Um, it's not meant to be that, you know, it's not meant to be the thing now that you rely on. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And such a, such a great point. More of like a, a natural replacement for your ibuprofen, acetaminophen, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. The stuff you take with acute conditions. Exactly. Exactly. So with that, I think it's, uh, I think it's about time to get into the types of teas that you were working with specifically and that you, yeah, that you, that you found to be the best anti-inflammatory type teas uh, for those acute type situations or just the the relief that you're looking for as well as um yeah just what is and then we can maybe talk a little bit about the pineapple and why that one was a little bit interesting (laughs) but first what uh what was your kind of go-to in those times of of need when you were uh feeling the at your worst yeah, absolutely. So um, I was using, first I was using lemon and ginger. It's a tea that I made. Um, it has lemongrass, ginger, lemon peel, licorice, mm. and peppermint. Nice. All great herbs for reducing inflammation. Um, and, and it was, it, like I said, giving me great relief um, for, you know, a few hours to a day at a time. Um, so that tea was definitely a lifesaver. Um, and then I started drinking one that is aloe vera, turmeric, and chlorella, which is a type of algae. Mm-hmm. Um, and all three of those were really great for soothing my gut. Aloe is something I've known a long time about. I had an aloe concentrate that I was using from a different company, but it was nice to get it in tea form. Um, aloe vera is great for soothing any type of burning from um, your mouth all the way all the way out, or external for those sunburns that we mostly think of it yeah. for. Um, and then the turmeric one, or yeah, the turmeric one had black peppercorn in it, uh, which is also great for as a carrier herb. It helps transport that turmeric over to where inflammation is, similar to cinnamon, the carrier herb. It's going to carry the other plants that have the medicinal properties to where it needs to go in the body. So we go down a rabbit hole of how all that works but we'll keep it surface level plants are absolutely amazing and how they interact in our body so um yeah switched over to start using that one especially if i did before i knew what was causing the issues if i would start having an upset stomach um then i would jump right into that seaside feeling with the turmeric and stuff in it um and that really did the trick again within like 20 minutes to an hour getting a glass of tea in me um and that one I drink cold as an iced tea um getting that in my stomach you know within 20 to 30 minutes feeling relief which is great that's what we want we want to be able to we hurt we don't feel good we want to find relief quickly we don't want something that takes hours to work yeah no exactly and uh super important to note those those carrier herbs like the cinnamon and black pepper the uh there's a study and I don't know the study off the top of my head but it's uh I've I've heard that they they measured the curcumin which is the active compound within turmeric that has that anti-inflammatory response they measured the curcumin within the bloodstream of people who just consumed turmeric 
um, by itself, and then people who consume turmeric with black pepper, and the curcumin in the bloodstream with the black pepper, with the people who consumed it with black pepper, was like a thousand x the the people who just consumed turmeric with or just with no um, black pepper, which that's yeah, amazing, absolutely wild, uh, absolutely wild. And and when I say that too, they, it was like a quarter teaspoon of black pepper. It wasn't like this giant amount of of black pepper. It's just a small, very small amount, which is absolutely wild and obviously I, you you see it kind of popping up at least i do all over the place like if you see something with turmeric 99 percent chance black pepper is in it and i've i've been asked the question does white pepper uh do the same thing and and yes the answer is yes it's basically anything that contains a compound called piperine um pip piperine mm. is that that compound again this is kind of getting it's the weeds of how it works but basically it also blocks an enzyme in our liver that would consume the curcumin and other stuff. So it allows the curcumin to then be absorbed into the bloodstream. But that's uh, just a little little bit of science for for you, for anyone listening. Um, no, and that's and those actually sound and the thing is too, with all of those, those all sound super delicious as well. It's like it doesn't even it doesn't have to be unenjoyable to consume these teas, yeah. which is fun, <laughs> in my opinion. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's not like having to take you know gross flavored Nyquil licorice oh. cough syrup. Ugh, yeah. who, who wants to do that when you can drink a delicious cup of chamomile tea and go to bed and feel better later? Exactly. You know? No, and, and as you. And, Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, and no hangover effect from, at least NyQuil gives me like a weird hangover, gross feeling. Yeah. Well, you know, people drink that to get drunk sometimes, I guess. That's true. That is true. Um, But into the pineapple, that one is another anti-inflammatory herb, you know, that we've shared this to each other before of you know we both have a pretty much the same recipe for like a liquid anti-inflammatory pineapple rind infusion and um i i cannot (laughs) have that that'll have the opposite effect for me uh i'm very bummed that i can't eat pineapple anymore because it is a top favorite of mine was excellent with some vodka um and i'm very disheartened that i cannot have pineapple but unfortunately you know i'm gonna get the opposite effect so um that kind of goes back to what i was saying a little bit ago of like there are so many herbs out there that do the same thing and there's a purpose for that because every body is different so you always have to be open to trying different stuff so if you try one tea that says i'm a sleepy time tea and it doesn't help you and then you come across another one don't turn your nose up at it because it might be the tea for you there may be a new herb in there that does do the trick for you or on the flip side of it like my situation if you know what you are allergic to um you know you may be thinking that you know pineapple again for example is the right anti-inflammatory for you and then you find out that it's causing an issue within your digestive yeah. system. Yeah, another or body. Yeah, no, exactly. Another mm-hmm. fruit that um, I believe has the same effects as pineapple, uh, which may you may like to to try out is uh, cherries. So like tart cherry 
juice. Mm. Um, very different flavors, so it's not like a, oh, this is a like-for-like replacement, but <laughs> it does have, uh, I've, I've heard, similar effects. Um, and I, I love cherries, personally, and pineapple. Um, but it's that, that does remind me, too, of, of some things, like two, two examples. Um, one, my girlfriend, she is super allergic to nightshades and has very inflammatory responses to, to many nightshades. And that's like a certain category, like bell peppers, tomatoes, eggplants are all nightshades. And, and she was consuming a lot of ashwagandha, which is a very common and popular herb. Um, another super powerful anti-inflammatory for a lot of people. And she was getting these responses like very soon after she started consuming this herb every single day. And she did a little bit of homework or research for herself, found out ashwagandha is a major nightshade. And so had this Mm -hmm. problem very similar to what you're talking about with like pineapple. Um, And then the other thing you're talking about with uh, like the sleepy time tea, it reminds me there's like valerian root, which I'm sure you've had before. Mm -hmm. For me personally, I, it knocks me out almost instantaneously i I pass out super quick after consuming valerian root tea but there is like an actual large percentage of people like i want to say up to 25 percent of people who consume it it does the complete opposite it like makes them energized and yeah it's i i personally don't know anybody um but i know i've posted about it on social media and occasionally i'll get a person who comments they're like this actually makes me like super wired like i can't i tried it at night i can't i can't consume it so it's again just working with these herbs messing around playing with them um seeing what works well for you obviously getting um thanks to modern medicine we can go and get allergy uh tests done and understanding the internals of our body a little bit better um those are yeah it's super powerful tools Absolutely. And it's, everything has its place. And uh, that's where it's just good to be really self-aware. Um, you know, it's over, you know, 15 years of, of being in the wellness industry since, you know, I was 15. Um, it's crazy that our health is like the one thing, one of many things, I guess, but one of the top things that people really don't pay too much attention to. We rely on doctors and modern medicine to be our guide for our own personal health, where again, every body is different. So knowing what works and what doesn't work and what um, contraindications are for this herb versus that herb is the best use of your time that you could ever do. You know, it's going to save you so much headache a lot of money if you end up, you know, having to wait for a doctor to give you this answer, how many, you know, office appointments you're going to have and co-pays and such. Um, The more you can start doing to learn about the foods that you're putting in your body, knowing where they're coming from, having a personal relationship with your food sources, um, working with these herbs. And what we mean when we say working with herbs, not, you know, like building potions, but introducing these herbs into your body and um you know reading about them researching about them start an herb journal that was Mm. the best thing that that i was able to do is i just designated a notebook to an herb journal and would research and write that stuff down versus saving it in the internet because sometimes it if you bookmark it just like pinterest you pin it once and you never look at it again (laughs) 
<laughs> so if you write it down, it's a more committed moment to memory. Um, you'll have a quick, easy reference guide to flip back through, something you can take with you places, um, whatever, you know, I go on and on on that. But I think that was a really good step for me was to start writing stuff down and build that personal relationship with the herbs that were in my garden that I wanted to start working with for tea. Um, and then that's just kind of snowballed into an effect of, you know, how, how it played into this situation and mm -hmm. so on. Awesome. And so when you finally kind of feel like you understood what was going on for you personally, how did you notice this affected or changed your performance with jujitsu and your other activities that you, uh, the performance and the recovery um, once you kind of got back into those, th or not that you ever left, I guess, once uh, just you started getting more active with them, like did that affect once you understood and started making these changes for you? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, the recovery time was faster. Um, that brain fog is gone. Um, I can, you know, I, the rolls are much more effective. I don't feel so winded, even though it's hot and it's so sticky mm -hmm. in there and so many people, but you know, you're winded regardless, but you know, that it feels like I can keep going versus, um, you know, or if somebody gets me good in an arm bar or whatever, I don't feel sore or mm. beat up for days. I feel like I feel good the next day. There may be a little bit of twinge of pain as they're, Sometimes is when that happens, but, um, you know, and my knees, especially like I went on a run the other morning. I completely forgot that I went running yesterday. Nice. Um, you know, I don't have this just massive knee pain and lower back pain. So awesome. Awesome. I love to hear that. Mm -hmm. Well, Chelsea, I appreciate this and so much good information here, uh, little tidbits to take away from. So um, if people are curious and like want to maybe try the lemon ginger tea that you that you offer, that Indigo Vibes offers, um, where can they find you, learn more about you? Yeah, plug yourself. Yeah. All over the internet as Indigo Vibes Apothecary website, Instagram, Facebook, just Search up Indigo Vibes Apothecary and you will find me. Beautiful. Well, Chelsea, thank you so much. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Vince. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you found some awesome value in learning more about inflammation. As you heard, inflammation can be a much deeper issue. And many times, it's an issue in the gut. Healing your gut can be overwhelming, especially if you're experiencing similar challenges to Chelsea. So why not turn to a professional with experience? Kelsey Anderson is a functional nutritional therapy practitioner. I actually hosted her in episode 10. She hosts a gut check course that frankly is the perfect place to start understanding your gut health. So if you're interested in getting to the root cause of your gut challenges and reducing inflammation, Click the link in the show notes for Kelsey's gut check course. And thank you so much for being here today. I'll see you in the next episode.